Turn down the lights and plug in your headphones as you are immersed in a spine-chilling realm of alien encounters, ghostly apparitions, hair-raising beasts, unidentified flying objects, and more. Welcome to the Cult Class Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I am an artist and paranormal enthusiast. I create art as cult.class on Instagram. I am joined by my husband, Nick. This podcast is your one-stop shop for scary stories, paranormal news, and movie reviews. Listen at your own risk. There may be consequences when meddling with forces beyond human understanding. You have been warned. to our number one trending story on CBSMiami.com. It involves talk of alien sightings at Bayside Marketplace. On New Year's Day, there was a massive police response in downtown Miami. More than 50 young people armed with sticks began fighting. Police say juveniles were also setting off fireworks, causing chaos. So now people are posting online saying that police weren't there to handle a group of rowdy teens, but rather eight to ten feet tall shadowy aliens conspiracy theories are saying a big creature could be seen standing in front of the entrance to the shopping area bayside today the phrases miami mall and aliens of miami have been among the top 10 searches on twitter's trending tab welcome back everyone it's caitlin here <laughs> and Nick. <laughs> we're, we got to get our sea legs back. Yeah, I know. We're usually like kind of have a plan about what we're going to talk about, but I'm not entirely sure what we're going to talk about. We have tons of alien news. Oh my gosh, so much has happened since our last episode. I know. The, the funny thing about that is uh, since we stopped doing the podcast and ended the last season, I... I haven't really been paying attention to the news of, like, UFOs. Yeah. And when you don't pay attention to it, when you're not totally weird like me, um, it doesn't seem like it's an issue. <laughs> like, you know? I, I, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, like, less plugged in. And when you're plugged yeah. in, it seems like it's so frequent. Right? Is that what you're it seems kind like of... such an imminent problem yeah. when you're thinking, like, when you're reading all these articles. But then when I'm, like, yeah. doing the podcast and I go and talk to, like, family members or like friends and i'm like oh my gosh did you guys see <laughs> they're always like no and i'm like how are they not seeing this is like major news right. but it's like not major news <laughs> we just are like so into this like fringe stuff right well we have to report on it so it's it's our duty to be informed yeah no we're super important <laughs> thank god we're reporting on it so that everybody knows <sighs> So, with that said, we have, like, a bunch of, like, random stories to talk about. Uh, but what has been going on what? with us since... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, yes, what has been? So much. <laughs> we so don't have a flow at all. <laughs> we, just, we were so good at this before. Um, and then everybody listening is like, you weren't great before. <laughs> there you, you know, go. You're not, e- you're not much better and now. Toot your own horn. Um, yeah, so we've been working on our homestead. You guys know we have a homestead. We got a couple more goats. Yep, gone through winter, had our first snow, did all that. Yeah, I 
I uh, started tumbling rocks. Tumbling rocks. I'm really in my rock phase right now. Yep. So that, for anybody who doesn't know, because I didn't know, <laughs> you can collect rocks and then you can buy a tumbler on online. Like I got one on Amazon. And the tumbler gets different levels of grit that mm-hmm. you put in it. Mm-hmm. And it like polishes the rocks. So these rocks that we've picked up around our property that look just like normal gray crummy rocks yeah. are turning into these beautiful things that we like you would never guess. So it's actually really cool if you're into rocks <laughs> or geology or you have kids yeah. or something. This It's really, really super fun. So anyway. I'm no, really it is. I want to like emphasize on that because it is like finding little treasures. Like they look so like nothing and then they come out crazy. Looking. It's crazy. Like so much, so colorful. There's so many that we were like, eh, just throw it in. And now we're like, is this worth money? <laughs> <laughs> Should I said to Nick the other day that I'm going to start giving it to people as gifts. And he was like, please don't do that. <laughs> <Hi. But> it, <laughs> here's Hi. some rocks. Here's yeah. some rocks for my tumbler. Right. <laughs> you know, I think it's a cool gift. Yeah. I'm looking at dates right now because... I'm also doing a print drop right now, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. So I started doing for my art. I'm an artist. Uh, if you happened upon this podcast and you don't know who I am, um, I go by Cult Class on Instagram and I make like surreal, crazy art. And I started doing print drops. So every drop I have like two or less or a little more exclusive prints that are sold. And they're only sold for a limited time. And so right now, we have a drop going Mm -hmm. and this one's called cinematic daydreams and it's like two pieces that i made that i wish were scenes in movies one is called leader of the pack and it's a lady being followed by a bunch of ufos and the other is the arrest of bigfoot and it's bigfoot running from a cop in like a (laughs) vintage photo style and the prints are only available from today or when you're listening to this to monday January 15th and Nick said to make sure that I include that it's January 15th because you might be listening to this after that so mm-hmm. uh, this drop is till, until January 15th but if you sign up for emails on my website at cultclassart.com you get early access to these print drops so that's right yeah so and if you miss this one you can always do that yes and something to note you can also get framed options for these art prints yes which was never offered before through your website and everything that you buy has a certificate of authenticity and is signed and numbered for yeah. uh the collectors out it's there. very different than what i've done before i think it's much it adds a level of uh, like authenticity to it and if you're interested uh in seeing these prints you can go to cultclassart.com and then just go under art prints and they're there. So anyway, that's what's going on with us. And should we jump into some of these stories? Let's do it. Okay. First of all, we want to talk about these aliens in Miami. Were they aliens? What's going on? The guy, the reporter said a group of kids with sticks. 50, 50 kids with sticks. What in the world? Which... Okay, for anybody who's not familiar with this story, on New Year's Day this year, uh, in Miami at a mall, people claimed that they saw giant alien creatures. Right. And now they're saying, oh, it was a bunch of teenagers that got in a fight, right? Right, exactly. As far as I understand? Yes, but would, would that cause such a police presence to 
come out there. Like, right. So, on, yeah, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. I was just going to say is that that's the video that's viral. Yes, exactly. It's like the chopper shot overhead of like a hundred or so cop cars. Like literally, guys, every cop car maybe in Miami is like in front of this mall. Oh, yeah. There's not... I've never seen a police pre- like response like this to like, Even like actual the, disasters. 100%. Like the most recent history, like the riots during COVID. No, yeah. Nothing like, like that. Or like... Nothing. Like national or natural disasters. You yeah. Know? Or any... any. I've never seen such a police presence. No, it's you crazy. Ha- I'm going to post this video on our Instagram. It's at the Cold Class Podcast. But it's just so questionable. So then, and then all these people that were in the mall start saying that they saw aliens. Actual eyewitnesses. Actual eyewitnesses. So on top of the strange police presence for a bunch of kids fighting in a mall, which like I've been, you know, we've all been in malls where kids are being stupid. Right. Like all these police came out compounded with the fact that there are eyewitnesses saying that they saw aliens and then if you see this footage there's people just running out of the mall like like mm-hmm. horrified yeah and so now of course it very much reminds me of that las vegas story from last year but mm-hmm. of course it's kind of just like disappeared from the internet like any critical eye story of it like was this aliens is not on the internet and all these like debunking articles are everywhere so right. i don't know i always you know it's like right you know so really interesting you just brought up the las vegas you know thing that happened last year las vegas miami two like pretty large like metropolitan areas where these sightings I are know. happening that's weird too because if i were an alien i'd probably come to you know a place where there are a lot of people if i was like exploring sure Earth. Yeah. For the United States. Right. I would definitely go to Vegas and Miami. Maybe they like to have fun. <laughs> little partiers? Yeah, little <laughs> gamblers. <laughs> little gamblers? I don't know. I did pull a clip, though, of one of the eyewitnesses talking about what they saw in the mall. So here it is. And so as we run in, we look back and we notice some weird shapes taller than me. I'm six foot two, shadowy, dark solid shapes not human i promise you these is not human i mean it made the hair stand up on my skin uh and shit we just booked it for the doors after that man i can't explain what that was i can't say that was aliens but i i can't say that that was not human it was not human and they online i don't know if they're trying to cover this stuff up but they saying that it was uh police officers and and somebody not shadowy figures it's 2024, man. It, it's something going on. There's something going on, and they're trying to cover it up. A lot of people saw what I saw, and like I say, it was so much chaos ensued that it was it was just hard to to to, to let that sink in that we was realizing what what we looking at. I mean, it's something some you can never even create in your head in a dream. I'd also like to add that while we've not been doing the podcast, I sleep a lot better at night. <laughs> because, well, a lot of this stuff is just so freaky. Yeah. No, it is. It's a lot to constantly consume, you know? Yeah. And if you hear that guy, you know, even because I get up real early in the morning, so it'll be dark out, and I'm, like, watching these clips, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? It's just so freaky, and 
that guy that just talked, if you watch the video of him talking, I just pulled it from YouTube, but he looks terrified. He I does. know it sounds kind of like silly, but he looks he has, terrified. You can tell he has like fear in his eyes. Yeah. For sure. I don't know if he's a really good actor or what, but um, that is the Miami aliens right now. The other story that we want to talk about is the jellyfish UFO. Yes. So recently, Jeremy Corbell had released... Um, a video uh, that is taken over a military base in Iraq from 2018. And it looks like they're calling it the jellyfish video. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an unidentified object flying over a military base. And we're watching it on repeat on a loop right now while we're talking to you guys. And it's so strange looking. So, by the way, again, check out our Instagram because I'm going to post all these on our Instagram, these videos. But this... UFO, which is what they're calling it. Um, People were claiming it was a smudge on the camera and things like that, but it certainly doesn't look that way. Yeah. Uh, It does look like a jellyfish, which is freakier because is it jellyfish or octopus? Whatever. They they have like... Actual alien DNA. Yeah, they're like actually from space. Yeah. Um, I think it's octopus. I think it's octopus too, but I mean this... Whatever this thing is, is bizarre looking. So I'm in, I think, the opposite camp of you, because as soon as I saw it, it looks like one of those, like, military jetpack um, people, kind of like in what I'm showing you here. Oh, it yeah. looks kind of, like, identical it's to just that. It's really blurry is what it looks like. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it looks exactly like I'm showing that. Caitlin this video um, of, it's the Royal uh, Marines jet suit boarding uh if you look that up on youtube and it's just uh it went viral a little while ago but him going around the side of a boat with a jetpack and the silhouette that is the jellyfish looks really similar it does it just looks like a blurry version of that right so that's interesting but the big question well it looks a little different actually but still i could i could see it but the big thing with this is that there's no military, like, no, nobody's come out and, like, said what it is or it isn't, so... Right. Um, I guess that's Jeremy Corbell's big argument and a lot of their big questions. But anyway, yeah. I'll post these on our Instagram. Um, freaky. Freaky. Yeah. yeah. We're alien-centric in this episode. Yeah, very. And just another thing on that, yeah, they check the comms, they check the radars, and there's no crafts going over the air... Hmm. I'm over the base at that time. Yeah, but it's like, are they testing something different, you know? Or is it not even the United States, but, like, another country testing something? I don't know. I mean, that could that could apply to any of these things, I guess. Right. I don't know. Also, when I looked up the Miami uh, alien story, just briefly, um, just now, an article popped up about 10-foot beings walking around on an island in Brazil. So if you're interested in that, that's a totally new story. This is breaking news. Yeah, this as we're just recording. came out. But ten foot tall, strange beings seen traversing Brazilian island as alien rumors swirl. So that's from yesterday. Um, that's something. If you're interested in this, you could also look up. But right now, let's jump into a listener story. It's time. <laughs> This listener story is from a follower of mine on Instagram. Um, 
who was asked to be kept anonymous. And she also sent me a video with this. And I'm going to post this on the podcast's Instagram at the Cult Class Podcast. But this is what she wrote to me. Hi, Caitlin. My husband and I work on private jets. He's a pilot and I'm a flight attendant. He filmed this last night over northern Texas. Plenty of pilots were reporting it over the radio, too. The footage is pretty freaky. So it's basically just a big white ball Mm -hmm. in the sky. And then at some point she told me also that there, and you can sort of see it in the video, but that there seemed to be like a a shield around it or like... Almost looks like it splits or something or like comes apart. Yeah, she said other pilots were reporting the force field that was protecting it as well. So in the video, it kind of like looks like there's a light or something glowing around it. It's very hard to see. I'm sure it looked very different like with eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty unexplainable, very unexplainable. At first I was like, what am I, am I just looking at a white light in yeah. the sky? Cause that's what it looks like. It looks like just a white orb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, is that just like, I don't know, a spotlight, spotlight. or something. Yeah. But, um, I guess this was highly reported and, uh, I'm going to share the video on our Instagram Check it out and let us know what you think. This yeah, is, let us know what you think. This is a weird one. Of this one. Uh, again, thank you to my follower and our listener for sending us this. Thank or you so Our much. follower, too, of the podcast. Right. For um, Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. And if you have a story that you'd like us to hear and possibly share on the podcast, be sure yes. to send it in. Email thecultclasspodcast at gmail.com. Do you see why I'm like... Like, is this a more of an imminent issue? <laughs> like, <laughs> now that we're back in this, I'm like, wait, are there things flying over our heads all the time? Are there ghosts? Like, this has happened. We have, we have my, this year alone: Miami, Brazil, this, uh, th- this, this couple, this, you know, this lady. Oh my gosh, that's just what we know of. That's just what we know of. All right, movie club time. Let's do it. Welcome to the movie club. Someone got hurt. They did? A lady. She broke her neck. Oh my god, but you can see her? Yes. Where is she? Standing next to my window. talk to your mom about how things are i don't tell her things why not because she doesn't look at me like everybody else and i don't want her to i don't want her to know know what i see dead people walking around like regular people i don't see anything are you sure they're there sometimes you feel it inside like you're falling down real fast you ever feel the prickly things on the back of your neck yes that's them they get mad. It gets cold. How often do you see them? All the time. They're everywhere. Ah! 
me to do things for them. I think that they know that you're one of these very rare people who can see them. So you need to help them. What if they don't want to help? I don't think that's the way it works. How do you know for sure? Is anyone there? Let's talk about one of the greatest movies ever, The Sixth Sense. This is so good. I've That's watched so it good. three times in my life so far, and my mind is just like, it just loves it. You know when you like watch something like really, really good, you're just yeah. like, yes, I wish every movie was like this. Yes. It stands the test of time, too, because we watched it, it recently. I know we picked this movie um, before our break, and so maybe it, some of you have forgotten, but it definitely, like stands the test of time yes it, it was made in 1999 or it was released in 1999 but it's just as like relevant and awesome today and obviously i have a very biased opinion about this movie because i called it one of the greatest movies ever made before we even started talking but uh especially as far as like supernatural and mm. um it's just smart yes. it's so smart and it's like not all supernatural movies we talk about this horror movies thrillers are are clever a lot of them are like shock and awe and jump yes. scares and um well it comes from a uh director who has a history of some pretty smart yeah, stuff but was this his was this his first big slammer i think i feel like it was, it was I, I think it was yeah it was uh, yeah probably around that time definitely like around that time like it was his big breakout yeah, movie. yeah yeah i think so uh also spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it also if we ruin spoilers for you about the sixth sense <laughs> at this point you might just give up because uh there's a big spoiler and uh, definitely don't listen if you don't know what we're talking about he's dead all the time <laughs> he's dead the whole time <laughs> oh my gosh we have to give them like 30 seconds of skip ahead oh if no. you don't know that then ah it's so good, though. It's so good. And watching it for about the third time going through it, um, you, you, can, like, you can see it now. You can like really see it because he talks to no one. You know, he has no interaction <gasps> with any person. I know. He That's never the really best thing. opens up any doors or does really anything. Uh-huh. Do you, do you know what this movie kind of reminds me of that was one of our favorite picks last season or you know while we've been doing our podcast what are you gonna say arrival arrival exactly because i was thinking it too yeah when you rewatch arrival knowing what you know you're like whoa yeah. wow exactly it definitely has that character yes it's just really great writing um I, we don't have to go on and on about success because it was we've had a long break and it's a classic it's a classic everybody yeah everybody loves it <laughs> i don't know if everybody loves it but it's a it's a quality film it's so. a great one it's a great one if you haven't watched it watch it it's awesome and just some fun trivia um <laughs> Did you forget? I forgot. But Nick was like, I got this. He looked up the trivia way before this. <laughs> um, Michael Sarah auditioned for the part of Haley Joel Osmond's part. 
So the little boy. So imagine right. if Michael Sarah, little Michael Sarah, yeah. was a creepy kid instead of who played it, and then went on to do super bad. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he would have gone on that, to do maybe the trajectory of his him. career yeah. would have probably maybe would have totally changed his life. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and this Bruce Willis only starred in this because it was part of a settlement or something with, with Disney. With Disney, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, this movie. We're all we're, we're like not <laughs> cracker jacks today. <laughs> cracker jacks. Uh, this week's movie club pick is totally killer from 2023, and just make sure you watch it before next week's episode. That's all. So, movie club. If you're new to this podcast, all you need to do is watch the movie. You can always send us feedback. You can DM us on Instagram at the Cult Class Podcast, or you can email the Cult Class Podcast at gmail.com. But just watch the movie. And then we'll talk about it next episode. That's so it. this week's movie club pick is Totally Killer from 2023. This week's scary story. <laughs> this week's scary story is a story of alien species. And I thought it'd be appropriate to stay in the theme of aliens, UFOs, whatever, visiting Earth. So we're going to focus on John Lear for this story. Now, John Lear comes up a lot in, like, ufology circles. Um, His family owned Learjet, and John Lear himself flew for the CIA. He was a pilot. Pretty respectable guy, it seems in the research that I did, I mean, like, accomplished as far as flying for the CIA. Um, But John Lear started becoming a whistleblower for these aliens that he says exists already on Earth. On December 29th, 1987, Lear posted a statement to Paranet, an early bulletin board system dedicated to the paranormal, claiming that the U.S. government had close contacts with extraterrestrials, and were secretly, quote-unquote, promoting films like E.T., The Extraterrestrial, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind to influence the public to see extraterrestrials as, quote-unquote, space brothers. The document was revised on January 14th and again in March, with a final revision dated August 25th, 1988. The document describing a secret government committee, Majestic 12, making a treaty with gray aliens, only to later realize they've been deceived by the aliens. The statement claims a UFO cover-up has been underway for 40 years. Lear argues that, quote, Germany may have recovered a flying saucer in 1939, end quote, and discusses the 1946 American military investigation into the ghost rockets reported over Sweden. The statement argues that many in the original group of insiders committed suicide. According to the narrative, Truman formed a group of 12 insiders, known as Majestic 12, to investigate the matter. The statement listed three saucers crashed, one near Roswell, another near Aztec, New Mexico, and the third near Laredo, Texas. According to the statement, the U.S. government covered a total, thorough, and sweeping cover-up to include the use of deadly force. Mm-hmm. 
So in researching Majestic 12, this is just an aside, um, it seems that Majestic 12 or MJ-12 is basically only, like, supposedly exists among UFO theorists. Mm -hmm. It's never been, like, confirmed that this organization exists. There is information on the FBI website about Majestic 12, uh, basically just saying that it's, like, fake. Um, I don't know. Do with that what you will. But that's what Majestic 12, that's what I found about it. That previous information is from Wikipedia, and this information is from How Stuff Works. So John Lear is a major figure in the Dark Side movement. According to Darksiders, a ruthless, secret government controls the world. The aliens, known as the Greys because of their gray skin color, do more than abduct human beings. They mutilate and eat them as well, using the body parts to rejuvenate themselves. The secret government and the aliens labor together in vast underground bases in New Mexico and Nevada, where they collect human and animal organs, drop them into a chemical soup, and manufacture soulless android creatures. These androids, who are then unleashed to do dirty work for the government and alien conspiracy, are known best to the rest of us as the men in black. That's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> nick's eyes just bogged out of his head oh my gosh well this i is... found i like brought this to nick right yeah <laughs> so typically we'll kind of like flip-flop on you know a story Finding information yeah. yeah so this is like this is bonkers and you <laughs> yeah. i'm looking at the computer right now it's the fbi website with the majestic 12 on there listed yeah. so it's like this is all you know well known in yeah. the agencies yeah so if this is all true that's bananas <laughs> It's bananas. Oh my god! Honestly, like reading that just now got my heart racing because I was like, Ail- like these aliens, like eating people, like androids. Like, what if the men in black are uh, androids? Like, right. What are we talking about? But no, this is. I did bring this to you because it is like big in the UFO world, and um, John Lear has made some wild claims. Yeah. And he he along with some other big people who seem very like and now more military and people come out but it's like they seem very credible like if you watch john lear in these interviews you're like i don't know he just seems like a boring dude right like there's nothing strange about him he's like put together looking right um his family was very successful in aviation i mean it's just odd and I've seen these interviews with him before, and so I just wanted to bring it to the podcast because it's just, like, really wild claims. <laughs> yes. And yes. Um, if they were true, it's freaky. And then if you think about them being true, and then these people in Miami seeing aliens and people in Vegas last year seeing aliens and people in Brazil seeing aliens and all these things that we've <laughs> talked about on this podcast, it just, you know, makes everything scarier. So in 1988... John Lear spoke with George Knapp on his show about all of these claims. And George Knapp is like a really well-known reporter in the UFO world. He's been reporting on like Bob Lazar and all this stuff for so many years. Mm -hmm. So um, we have the clip of this interview that we're going to play. 
Do you have anything to interject? Nick just looks like stunned. No, this is this is just it's wild. Nick's claims. like, yeah, yeah, this is fine. Let's end this podcast. <laughs> Let's not think about this stuff. Yeah, no, um, yeah, my mind's just kind of blown right now. Yeah, this it's is pretty like freaky. One of the crazier things I've ever heard, especially when they incorporate the cattle mutilations, and you're like, oh, what's that? Is that what they do with cattle? You know, like right. Um, no, yeah, um, yeah. So, I, and just like the government is promoting et to get you familiar and friendly with aliens oh yeah well we've talked about that on this podcast because now it's such commonplace to talk about ufos and aliens and like when i was a kid yeah it's like it was not cool it was like weird it was on at like midnight yeah and it was we've talked about that like joe bob and a you know backwoods somewhere (laughs) talking about ufos he saw now it's high-ranking military right so um that's why these kind of claims you're like well is that true because mm-hmm. like these other things do kind of seem to be true i don't know yeah so i'm going to tell you now like listen at your own risk with um john lear because it's uh kind of creepy but uh here is the interview we're gonna end it with the interview so make sure that you watch totally killer from 2023 before next week for movie club and um, if you have any stories, email us at thecultclasspodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? That's all I got. We'll see you all next week. All right. Thanks so much for hanging with us. And stay tuned to listen to this interview right now. Hello and welcome to On the Record. Those of us, uh, those of you who joined us last week were probably amazed as I was by some of the latest research in the field of UFOs. There is so much to talk about, however, we were unable to fit it all into one program. So my guest again this week is UFO researcher, former state senate candidate, and uh, award-winning pilot John Lear. Mr. Lear, nice to have you here again. Always a pleasure to be here, George. Um, to begin with, uh, we have this concept of the people from other planets as little green men. Um, are they green from what you know? Uh, are they all the same or we got different kinds of them? George, there's at least 70 different species and probably more. But yes, uh, as odd as it sounds, there are little green men. That's not the ones we usually see though. We see the little gray ones. They're about uh, four and a half feet tall. And we see the ones that uh, are called the Nordics. And they're about seven feet tall, look like us, but they're invariably blonde hair and blue eyed. They're one of the species that we have on ice. Uh, um, one of their crashes we recovered. Obviously, with different species, they have different motives. I mean, are there are there good aliens and bad aliens? Good aliens from what you and know? bad aliens, and all kinds of ways and reasons for interacting with us. And what are some of the reasons? Why why would they be here? Uh, genetic experiments, uh, uh, trying to uh, there, you know, there's a misconception here. People think that uh, our space brothers would bring us uh, you know uh, good things and uh, teach us uh, how to get rid of all our diseases and. Uh, you know, if you get to if you stop and think about it, that may not be the best thing because if you uh, had a had a uh, society without any disease and everybody starts living 150 years, that creates a lot of problems. So uh, they would not meddle in that in that way. You believe uh, in part that the movies uh, E.T., uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 
we're not entirely just uh, the creative products of some Hollywood director, that maybe there's more to that. Why don't you explain? They were carefully um, guided by representatives from MJ-12, who is this organization that is in charge of the cover-up, in order to get us ready for the release of the information that there are, are indeed aliens. And uh, in both those movies, they used small little creatures and uh, in order to get us ready for this uh, release of information. So to prepare us that the idea of benevolent aliens from outer space yeah, uh, are going to help us out. Unfortunately, uh, they're, not, they're not so benevolent. So they made a, probably one of the most disastrous mistakes when uh, E.T. was uh, put out. At that time was before we uh, discovered what I call the double cross uh, or the grand deception. And uh, they were trying to get us used to the benevolent little creatures, and, uh, but that isn't the case. Uh, why don't you take a couple of minutes? Now, you've done a, as much research on, on UFOs as just about anyone, I'd imagine. And if you haven't done it, you know people who have. Mm. Where did it all start, and uh, how, how have we put this picture together of, of where they came from and why they're here? Well, the whole thing started in uh, July 2nd, 1947. That was the first crash. Uh, first crash of an alien spaceship. Of an alien uh, spaceship. Uh, July 6th is when they recovered it and sent it to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. July 7th is when they held the press conference. Uh, and told the people it was a weather balloon, which the press bought hook, line, and sinker. Uh, September of that year, President Truman established MJ-12, and the purpose of that was to study the saucers and cover up the existence of, of UFOs. And you say we recovered alien bodies from that incident, right? Four from that particular crash, yes. And what'd they do with them? They autopsied them. Uh, Dr. Detlef Bronk was the uh, chief... Uh, uh, surgeon, so to speak. He was the one that named them EBEs. And that stands for Extraterrestrial Biological Entities. Uh, and uh, we captured three live EBEs. EB, they were uh, numbered in their order of capture. EBE-1, EBE-2, and EBE-3. Where did we capture? Where did this happen? Um, in, in different crashes. EBE-1 lived with an Air Force colonel between 1949 and 1952. Uh, he was, uh, the EBEs are kept in an electromagnetic facility called a YY-2. Uh, it was d designed by a Dr. Eric Wang, who worked directly for Dr. Kissinger, who has been in this cover-up since the very beginning. The reason they had to create an electromagnetic facility is the fact that the EBEs are so advanced, they're, they're at least a half a billion years advanced from us, and probably more, they can move by thought. Move by thought. thought and they can also disappear. But they can't move by thought through electromagnetic facilities. So they built this facility. There was two, one in Los Alamos, and one either at Edwards or up at the test site. At Groom Lake, Nevada. At Groom Lake. Now there's still one EBE uh, still living, uh, EBE3, and there is a videotape that eventually is going to be released to the public, and it's an interview with him. As hard as that may uh, sound, as hard as that may uh, be to believe there is a videotape of an interview with EBE-3. And wh what is this language that the, the, the interviewers are I haven't seen the tape, so I don't know. But uh, on this trip, I told you, I took uh, gathering all this information. A guy in Albuquerque handed me 25 secret CIA memos. And if anything can be humorous in all of this, one of these memos in the body of the text, it said, by the way, EBE-3 wants to see the ocean. We better make the arrangements or he'll disappear again. So while he couldn't get out of this facility, he could make himself uh, disappear and uh, cause him a lot of trouble. They, now, can they exist among us? Is that what you're saying? Or do they have to have this special environment? They have a special environment, live? special air. It's my understanding they can only last about 20 minutes in this air. 
you were saying also these gray ones are the ones that we see most of the time, and you said that most of uh, that there are a lot of different motives for them being here. The gray ones. Uh, what kind of a deal we got going with them? Is, uh, that, is that the bunch that you su suggest we've made a deal with for military technology? Well, I think we made a deal with them, and their ultimate uh, what they want to do is regenerate their own race. Now, apparently, they're either they've either had some kind of nuclear accident or they're on the backside of a evolutionary genetic curve and they're going downhill instead of uphill. In other words, in the autopsies, of which I have two, we found out that their digestive system is atrophied. They don't, they can't eat through their mouth anymore. You know how they eat? Well, they, these cattle mutilations, they take the uh, hormones and the enzymes from those cattle and they spread it on their skin and their skin absorbs the nutrients and then excretes the waste back through their skin. And if you read uh, Whitley Strieber's book or listen to him talk, he talks about when he's seen them uh, doing this to their skin and they're, they're, they're scraping the waste off. Now these cattle mutilations, there's been a film made about that, and perhaps in a couple of minutes we can take a look at, at some excerpts of that. Yeah, Strange Harvest was a, was a good one. But uh, uh, another thing that happened here on March 4th, there was a documentary uh, released on uh, the best UFO photos that have been taken so far, including a minute and 38 seconds of videotape. Now, what happened is in November, this guy took these photos, took it into the TV station. They thought it was great, but nobody would believe it. So they spent three months um, checking the validity of the, uh, uh, checking the, uh, uh, authenticating the videotape and checking out the credibility of the witness. And when they had it all down, they put out this documentary, 30 minutes. I mean, it's ironclad. They're here. But do you think it got on the network? No, it just showed locally in Pensacola. We have some of that, and perhaps when we come back, we can take a look at it. So stay with us for more of On the Record.